Visible is a wireless carrier that is not invisible. It is pretty clear from the name, actually, radio waves are invisible. And I can say this with authority as a licensed amateur radio operator. That being said, Visible won't be giving you the power to see light outside the visible spectrum. It's actually way better because having that ability would make getting around very difficult and distracting. What you do get with Visible is unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. You get one line of wireless, just $25 a month, which is great in these times of economic uncertainty. That is one line for $25, taxes and fees included. So whatever you're doing at this moment, please stop. Switch immediately. Now, monthly rate on the Visible plan for data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Wir gerne sehen in was ist los. It's dein Freundo, Seth. I'm learning German. Yeah, in case you didn't know what that was. That is me trying to impress you with the little German that I know. Right now, I am actually learning German. I took it in high school. I goofed off the entire time. I did some other language learning apps. They taught me things like where the taxi stand is and how to find a bus, um, but not a lot of conversational uh German. Thankfully, that's what Babbel is all about. Babbel teaches you language conversationally, which let's face it, that is what you want to know anyway. I don't know. When I was in school, you learned like how to count. You learned like the colors. You learned the shapes. Those are all important things, but they don't help you when you're in uh, like Cologne, Germany with Ein Nierenstein, which by the way is German for kidney stone, uh, an experience I can unfortunately speak personally to. But I've been using Babbel to learn to speak German again, uh, better than I have before. I actually really like it because it is conversational. It's a little bit more relaxed. One of the things that it does that I really like is it'll sometimes show you what the literal English translation is. And I don't know why, but I find that very helpful in sort of understanding the structure, the grammar of a language and sort of putting myself into that mind space. Since I'm only in Germany for Gamescom, which is like a week, week and a half, I'm not immersed in the German language. I'm not immersed in German culture. So what I do is the second best thing. I'm taking Babbel. Hopefully this year when I go to Germany, I'll be able to impress all the Germans with how much German I know from learning through Babbel. The app has pronunciation recognition, so you'll be able to learn how to speak better with your accent, how to actually properly pronounce the words. That way you won't get made fun of by a, a group of older German men because you said Apfelstrudel and not Apfelstrudel. Um, no, it's really cool. Uh, I'm going to say right now there is a special limited time deal for our listeners. Right now you can get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners because you guys are the best ones, by the way, at babbel.com slash realm. Get 60% off at babbel.com slash realm. That is spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash realm. Rules and restrictions may apply. Listen. Oh, hey, everybody. Welcome to NVC 541. I am Seth Macy. I am your permanently temporary host, joined today by Brian pair and tom and we're going to be staring into our nintendo crystal balls and looking into the nintendo future uh what 2021 holds for nintendo what we want it to hold what our, our hopes and dreams and wishes are uh but first wait no that's not how i should transition to this i think first, you're doing great no keep going keep going this is perfect yeah, you know my you gotta call us home are you going to call Super Ninfrendos again? You got to do it. Oh, don't, dude, I don't forgot to call me. you Super Ninfrendos. No. Hey, what's up, Super Ninfrendos? There we that go. Is stuck. There people we... on the people on the uh, the Facebook group are using it. Uh, somebody has people like a group chat with their friends, and they change oh. the name of the group chat to the Super Ninfrendos. See, I mean, I'm kind of I'm a trendsetter. What can I say? All right. <laughs> Speaking of trends, let's talk about Nintendo's release trends for 2021. This is what we know. January, Scott Pilgrim versus the world. A lot of people looking forward to that. I missed it the first time for whatever reason. I don't think I had like $5 to spend on it at the time. Uh, February, Cultist Simulator, Super Mario 3D World plus Bowser's Fury, Little Nightmares 2, Persona 5 Strikers, Ghosts and Goblins, Resurrection, Bravely Default 2, huh? Yeah. Capcom mm -hmm. Arcade Stadium, also actually pretty excited. March, we've got Sea of Solitude, Monster Hunter Rise, 
Shout out to Casey. Story of Seasons, Haven, Dynasty Warriors, Nine Empires. And then we start moving into a little bit more Uncharted territory in Q2. April, we got nothing. We don't know what Uncharted. April. <laughs> What's that? Yeah, Uncharted, Uncharted is <laughs> Uncharted is coming to Switch in April. Oh, right. Uncharted plus yeah. Bowser's Fury yep. is coming. <laughs> <laughs> April, uh, May, we've got Alba, A Wildlife Adventure, June, Temtem, Spelunky 1 and 2, Lego Star Wars, The Skywalker, Skywalker Saga, which seems like it's been coming out forever. When is Shin that? June? June? Yeah, yeah, June. Oh, man, that's way too far. That's you can disgusting. finally find out how the Skywalker Saga ends <laughs> in June. <laughs> right. It turns out the Skywalkers were inside of us all along. Yeah, you just <laughs> Monster Hunter Story. One. Trine 4, Saga Frontier Remastered, Disgaea 6, Defiance of Destiny, Q3, July, August, September, October, November. We don't know. Nothing Q4. Scheduled. Yeah. Uh, Chained Echoes, and obviously a big Nintendo game to be announced. This is what we don't know. Breath of the Wild 2, mm-hmm. No More Heroes 3, mm-hmm. Bayonetta 3, Metroid Prime 4, and that mm-hmm. new Pokemon Snap that everyone just lost their minds for and wants more than anything in 2021 other than you know being able to not wear a mask missing franchises splatoon we haven't heard anything about a new splatoon uh star fox fire emblem donkey kong f-zero which we never hear about kirby kid icarus mario mario kart mario party pikmin pokemon super smash brothers and xenoblade punch out punch punch out out. (laughs) oh my god you know what i waited so Oh, and an Advanced Wars would be good too because I never <laughs> played Advanced Wars, and everyone tells me how much I would enjoy Advanced Wars. So, uh, Ice Climbers, <laughs> Urban Champion. There's a I, lot that you skipped, actually. Like, you really dig into <laughs> well, it. Well, I think we listed the active franchises, right? So, yeah. with the exception of F Zero. Um, but, you know, Captain Falcon is in Smash. So, there's, there's still hope. There's still hope. That's, <laughs> yeah, that's my hope and dream. And we'll actually get to that a little bit later. But, uh, the new Switch, the new Nintendo Switch Pro, we've been talking about it. I feel like since PS4 said, we have a PS4 Pro now, and everyone said, well, Switch can have one too. Uh, Doug Bowser, in an interview with Polygon, with Russ Frushtick, whose name is extraordinarily difficult to pronounce, uh, said, basically, no, there's not going to be a new model Switch in 2021. He's, quote, the momentum on Nintendo Switch and Nintendo Switch Lite in the fourth year is strong, end quote. He also said, quote, we believe we're at the midpoint of this life cycle on the platform. And right now, with the momentum that we have, our focus will be on the existing form factors. Of course, he's uh, talking about the Switch and the Switch Lite. So I don't know if any of you read the, the interview. Yes, Pear. I did, but I, I I want to caution you to be careful because Doug Bowser is is obviously part of the uh, Jedi Cabal at uh, at Nintendo, and so when you ask him a question, he's going to do the little the little kind of start at the beard hand wave thing, right? Yeah. And then he's not going to say no. He doesn't say no. He says right now our focus is on this, which is the politician answer or the Jedi answer to wave away anything, right? Mm-hmm. So. Uh, I, I think the thing to the thing to remember is that Nintendo in the past has said we're not working on new uh, 3DS hardware, and then we got the new 3DS, right? <laughs> like um, they've they've done this again and again, and like they do this because one, they don't know how the Switch will continue to sell, and the moment it dips, they go release the Kraken, right? They get the next system out, and then secondly, they don't want to tell their competition what they're up to, right? So you'll always get this kind of right now we're focused on this thing, but He's not really saying there won't be new hardware, is he? Yeah. yeah that, what were you going to say, Tom? Well, I was just going to agree. Like, it is a very political answer, which I don't fault him for or blame him for, right? Obviously, they're more frustrating answers when you just want an answer to the question after so much hype and speculation and stuff. But I think Perry's is dead on in that, like, they would be silly right now with how much just from a marketing standpoint, even with how popular the switch is and how much it's selling to give any inclination that maybe, Hey, you shouldn't buy one right now and you should wait. Right. Like that would be, they would be shooting themselves in the foot if they did that. And so this answer is not a no, but it's also not closing the door in any sort of real way. And I would imagine also indicates that eventually we will get something new, but just not 
immediately. Right. Yeah, I was going to point out that if you do read that interview, he it is the master of saying so oh, yeah. much without saying mm-hmm. a single thing at all. Uh, think, and think about it. If he had said, we're always, if he had said like, uh, you know, next year seems like a good good year for new hardware, that would have been the lead of every story on the internet, right? And yeah, that yeah. impacts their shareholders and their stock price and all of that. And uh, it can impact the stock of companies that manufacture components for switch right all of that is so connected and that's why they have to kind of speak in in generalities like this and it's like a nightmare for a journalist because now you're like well what's my headline is did he say no did he say what what did he say and like the answer is he didn't tell us anything right yeah no new or no switch pro which is kind of you know you can use that headline forever and always because what if they name it the switch professional right Mm -hmm. now we're Feeling right. good. We are about focused. Switch. We're, we're the, focusing on the switch. Great momentum. Uh, market headwinds are in our favor. We are just going to keep our head to the grindstone, which isn't actually what how the saying goes. But uh, yeah, <laughs> say I could be the uh, president of Nintendo of America. By the way, Nicole it could guys. be it could be February, and then they go out and go like, "Here is a new model of the Nintendo Switch Lite <laughs> that has a new external yeah. port that you hook yeah. up to your TV." Right? Like, yeah. Yeah, I'm oh, actually man. kind that of expecting that would be crazy. <laughs> but I, I will say it's like Nintendo did this funny thing in the kind of like second half of December, right? Where they basically just started like they were like, oh, man, we got to go on break next week. Like, let's just dump all these announcements out real quick. <laughs> oh, yeah, and like they, they just started like started saying stuff. But like we're now getting to the point and this the statement from this interview from Doug Bowser doesn't really do too much to like exacerbate this problem, but it doesn't help it either, which is we're getting to a point now where I'm looking at 2021 for Nintendo and going like, what are this year is going to be like? Yeah. Right. Like, cause we don't really have much indication. The only game of theirs that's first party that has a date, unless I'm missing one on that list he listed was like the port of or the like the re-release of super mario 3d world which is getting new content and that's exciting and it's a great game but like it's not like a brandy brandy new thing so now hearing like okay they're focused on current hardware and none of their major games have dates and all of the second half of the year is kind of a question mark like i'm not worried yet but like (laughs) i also looking at 2021 just going like 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 what is this year gonna shape up as for nintendo because i genuinely don't know well, yeah. this is this is how we started 2020. Like we started 2020 in the exact same boat going, we don't know anything. What we did know was that there were these giant looming threats of the next gen consoles and Cyberpunk 2077. And um seems Cross like not a list. Yeah. Well, I mean, like if you you look at MPD, you know, the Switch was the best selling console for 24 months in a row. Um it it can probably run <laughs> cyberpunk i guess i mean it seems like it doesn't matter if something can or can't they can Two still put it out pixels anyway. just bouncing into yeah. each other um but neither of these big you know battleships were able to take down <laughs> nintendo this year and nor did they need to i mean if they they survived off of a lot of stuff that we didn't anticipate you know, Mario Kart Live Home Tour and yeah. uh, a Breath of the Wild Musou game and uh, <laughs> Pikmin 3. Like, there was a, a bunch of really, like, interesting surprises, some new, some old. And we got a bunch of cool stuff. And yeah. I don't think any of us anticipated this. And it turned out pretty awesome for, for everybody this year. It's it's almost like it's the Wii playbook again, right? Where the top-selling games are actually the games that are now three years old. Right? Yeah. Like, a lot of the... A lot of the evergreens like Mario Kart is just this evergreen game that if I, I bet if you play it in 10 years, it'll feel fresh and new and all of that. Right? Oh, yeah. And that's I think that's the the learning here is like how long the tail is on some of the games that Nintendo makes. We saw that in the DS era where every year it was new Super Mario Brothers was the top selling game. Yeah, and it looks like we'll have a repeat with this format. Yeah, mm-hmm. he mentions as much in the interview. He says, you know, like Legend of Zelda and Mario Kart 8 are still selling like yeah. so great. We have this great, you know, library of games that people still love to buy. And, oh. you know, which is obviously true. Um, Brian, I might be misremembering this, but didn't you and Jose go and uh, do an interview with Reggie Fizeme one time? And he just like yes. pulled the 2DS out of his pocket, like casually. Yes. Or, yeah, we, we knew. 
he's like, oh, by the way, uh, look at the door being held open. Pook, and he pulls yeah, out that, uh, the 2D. Le- legitimately, one of the most surreal moments of my life was Reggie fils doing what was uh, essentially like a one-man stage show, <laughs> tiny desk concert, uh, <laughs> Nintendo Direct slash E3 press conference, where he was like, and fans around the world will ex- be excited to learn about the Nintendo 2DS. And we were like, this what? is a goof. <laughs> Like this dude's messing. He's messing with us. We saw. Yeah, no. That's so you never know, right? The, your text messages from the event were amazing. Where, dude, we all thought you were. We all thought you were punking us when you said you. <laughs> everyone made. Everyone made us go in like different rooms and draw what it was because it hadn't been revealed to the rest of the press or, or the public until the next day, and we all drew this. <laughs> cheese wedge. wedge triangle with buttons on it and everybody was like my god the 2ds is real <laughs> yeah. oh man that was but so bizarre that, that'll happen next year just like we couldn't predict mario kart tour there will be something hardware related where we go oh, what <laughs> right yeah. okay I, yeah a hand i'm crank? gonna i'm I'm going to make a very safe prediction that uh, I will not be in a small room with Reggie fils <laughs> next year as he reveals a new handheld. <laughs> if I have, call the police because something something has gone awry. Yeah, but if know, you man. traveled back in time and you told yourself you'd be in a room with someone named Bowser who showed you yeah. a remote control car or, or drone for Star oh, Fox man, VR, yeah. then <laughs> you would probably be surprised too. Oh, that's 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 a great idea. I'm into that. Oh, it was one of our listeners sent that one in. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Still a very good idea. I know. I love it. Wow. Oh, man. Uh, well, yeah. If you read the review or the uh, interview, it's much to do about nothing. But we'll see. Now that we know, you know, we we know they like to surprise us, and maybe you'll be walking down the street one day, and Reggie fils May will just show up in a trench coat and open it up, and they'll be. A whole new switch in there. It'll have 4K graphics. Fell off a truck. There's like he's a he's a tall, imposing man. Like he he's was, a, yeah. It, he's a giant man. Not everybody can pull like a Wii U gamepad out of a, a shirt pocket. <laughs> you know, <laughs> the Wii U was even attached to it. <laughs> <laughs> well, for 2021, of course. Uh, this year we had Super Mario's 35th anniversary and we got all kinds of cool stuff like the Game and Watch. And yeah, I got mine right here. Oh, I love it. One it's of my so good. favorite, favorite actually, little things that they've ever made. I, I actually bought two extra to give to gifts to family members. That's awesome. So that's why if you couldn't get one, it's my fault and you can. <laughs> nice. they're, they're difficult to get online. They're not difficult to get at retailers. You could go yeah. to a Walmart or a Target and there'll be a thousand of them. So if you want to hack one, Go ahead and buy 10, 20 of them. Practice your soldering on them. You know, do what you what can. can. But wait, what can hacking do to them? Sorry, uh, this is totally a tangent. No, no, <laughs> no. I've been it's... following the Game & Watch hacking uh, no. community. What? Well, you can't do a software hack. You have to do a hardware hack. So you, you, it requires you to desolder the, uh, the memory chip and solder a bigger one on and solder a, a, a port onto it that can boot it externally it's very interesting and very complicated and uh i can't remember the name of the youtube channel right now that i'm following but yeah they've cracked this thing wide open they're running emulators on it but you can't just plug it in and somebody got somebody got doom running on it yeah they got doom running on it with no no (laughs) exactly with no textures but you know, if you're gonna if you're gonna hack something, the first thing you do is you run Doom on it. Yeah, you know, all, hard drive. all of the demons are naked. It's horrifying. <laughs> it's it is pretty terrible. But it is what I was uh, where I was going with that was we have a lot of games that are coming up on their 35th anniversary in 2021, and um, they're actually quite big franchises for Nintendo. And of course, I'm talking about what else, but kid icarus what a fantastic (laughs) powerhouse franchise that has turned out to be over the years and i'm only i'm only kind of joking because i actually am quite fond of kid icarus on the nes it's one of the first nes games that i ever played Mm -hmm. game boy game is is highly slept on too really yeah it's well decent check it out seven out of ten (laughs) that's a good (laughs) that's a good score but of course metroid turns 35 in 2021 the legend of zelda turns 35 in 2021 the legend the original 
Legend of Zelda, the classic, came to the Famicom Disk System on February 21st, 1986. Metroid came to the Famicom Disk System August 6th. And Kid Icarus, I did not know that Kid Icarus was a, a Disk System game until I was researching before the show. But that also came in 1986. Um, so we got all these surprises for Mario. Do you think it follows that we'll start seeing surprises for Legend of Zelda, for Metroid, for Kid Icarus? Uh, Brian, do you think we're going to get a, a Game & Watch uh, with the original first two Legends of Zeldas on them? Oh, I don't think so. I would appreciate that, though. But I think the way you listed those things is the order of um, excitement they will have for their respective celebrations. Like, I think it's going to they're going to roll everything out for Zelda and there'll be like a little bit for Metroid and Kid Icarus. They'll be like, you get a cupcake. <laughs> like, there's, there's not going to be a lot for Kid Icarus. I love Pit. I love Dark Pit. I love uh, Palatina. I love no one loves um, Dark Pit. He's cool. Don't, He's regular, but 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 tough and scary. <laughs> when they announced Dark Pit as a new character in Smash Four, everyone was like, "Nah, what? Like, come on!" And then they like literally invented Echo Fighters for the next game to calm people down. Like, no one loves Dark Pit. If you love Dark Pit, tweet at me because I don't believe you exist. Well, well okay, Sharks, be ready I'm, for it. <laughs> I am yeah. trying. I'm trying to build excitement around this franchise for a birthday party. <laughs> There's only maybe four or five characters at this whole party. Most of them are royalty free. You know, (laughs) you got you got to put some enthusiasm behind Palatina, Dark Pit, uh, Medusa. There's the eggplant wizard. Yeah. What about him? Huh? What What if we got eggplant wizard? Commemorative set of eggplant wizard pins. I'm talking uh, eggplant wizard (laughs) T-shirts at Uniqlo. We're going all out for the 35th. There's going to be nothing on the hashtag. (laughs) There will be. Honestly, there will be nothing on. No, there won't. But but I do think, you know, when you said Game & Watch for Zelda, it's like, I don't know if Nintendo repeats itself like that. It would be really cool because the Game & Watch, there was a dual screen Game & Watch Zelda game, which was like silver and green. Uh, really I, cool little I have it. I have it. Should I grab yeah, it? Yeah, grab it. Yes. Yeah. Okay, hold on. Yes. If you, um, we'll, we'll talk while, he, while he's leaving, but um, just if, if they brought that back, it's just such a cool device. And if they let you play that game or maybe even an enhanced version of that and not just, you know, play the uh, NES Zeldas on the machine, be really, really cool. Um, yeah. Uh, Brian, show it off for those who are listening. Oh, there is there the it is. Yeah. clamshell green Zelda Game & Watch. That's oh, so cool. Ooh. I got this uh, in a uh, retro game shop in Belgium, and it Ooh. is mint condition. They had two of them, and um, this is the one I bought was not uh, did not have a child's name written on the back of it. Oh. <laughs> next, next time, get me the one with a kid. I'll do it. I'll do it. Yeah. If we ever travel again, I, that'll, that'll be a priority. <laughs> I have the I have the game and watch Zelda uh, game and watch Zelda watch so that one's like awesome watch it's just in my work box somewhere oh, that's wow. right yep that's I a really like, cool one are but we I gonna get Zelda thirty five so you think we're gonna get a, a battle royale Zelda game ooh well that's what yeah oh. Zelda thirty five is that gonna be a thing like wh- how how far are we talking here I, I mean, want I was. I was thinking about it and I thought, yeah, that'd be kind of cool. Like I would, I'd be really interested to see what they, we did for that. But then I thought, ah, oh, wait a minute. What if we finally get the Zelda maker that yes. everybody wanted yes. for Wii U back then? Like how amazing would that be? That'd yeah. Be cool. I was, I was thinking the exact same thing. Um, that like they, there was that weird. Do you guys remember the concept art for breath of the wild? That was basically top down NES style sprites. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Didn't they, they like, in 2d yeah yeah they they like mapped out the overworld in 2d and conceptually like how the game would kind of flow and so i i remember reading uh like quotes about how it could and couldn't work but if you look at um the weird side mode in Link's awakening when you went to go see dompe the grave man you know that weird <laughs> dude that that guy's sick in the head um you could basically <laughs> collect tiles throughout the game and create your own zelda dungeons it was extremely rudimentary but i, I do think there's something there um that you could spin off as a as a as a whole mode um and there's certainly enough art styles to play with you know oh my god well so yeah. i don't i totally agree with you but i also think that that mode is the reason that we're never gonna get or not at least mm. for years gonna get a zelda maker a proper zelda maker solo because 
they said in interviews around the time that that came out that basically that was their response to people calling for a Zelda maker. And they were like, yeah, we'll try it. We'll try it out in this. And then the reaction to that mode in Link's Awakening was like largely pretty negative, like not like totally outright negative, but like the mode was way cool. Like you said, it was kind of rudimentary, right? It was way cooler in concept than it was in execution within this game. And I would imagine that probably they tried it there and saw the reaction and are probably not going to spend much more time on it than that, I, unfortunately, because I would want it. I would, I would measure the reaction as sort of like a thunderous resounding apathy. Right. <laughs> like <laughs> it wasn't necessarily, it was people were just like, what's this? Oh, I'm not going to yeah. play that. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. I, th- I think rather than like a, a and first of all, it, this anniversary is in February, right? It doesn't mean yep. that they have to celebrate it then. But if they were targeting an early date like that, I think we are more looking at like a Zelda All-Stars like collection where yeah. they bring in a big game from each uh, more of the more recent uh, uh, consoles. You know, maybe you get a collection of uh, uh, maybe you get Twilight Princess, which they already did an HD remake of. So oh, yeah, that's true. Port. They'll do Wind Waker, which they already touched up, obviously, oh, for Wii U. Mm, and you could do Skyward Sword as the one, you know, the, the one big one. You got your, like, triple collection like that. I could mm. see something like that. You know what will like you know, really happen, though, is they'll, you know, that... Uh, that GameCube disc that you could get with the four games. Oh, on. I have that one. Yeah. Le- yeah I have it somewhere. They'll edition, just yeah. re-release that on a, a GameCube emulator uh, on a man. On a I, I, I hope not because the, um, the emulation on Majora's mask was notoriously bad in that one. Like just yeah. super choppy. You, you guys remember that? Like it was, Oh yeah. 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 I, well, it, also, it wasn't it just the emulation. Yeah. Remember, it had to load because uh, the the game was too much to hold in memory. Like if you went into the, your menus, the disc would have to load, and they'd be like, go. Yeah, and and I would be remiss to not give Casey a shout out for also like the 3DS version they made. Right, was like yes. completely different. Like it changed a bunch of things. Like that, and fans think a lot of the things they changed were for the worse. Actually, so like. They've, they have tweaked that game a few times and brought it back a few times and not always to great success. Yeah. Mm. But yeah, there's, Zelda is a huge franchise for them. There's no way they're not going to celebrate this anniversary. So, so here's the thing words. I, I want to ask real quick, though, because yeah. if you had asked me last year before all the Mario stuff, before we even knew that they were going to do something to celebrate Mario's 35th, if they were going to celebrate the 35th anniversary of either of these game series, I'd be like, no, 35 is a pointless number. What the heck? Like, mm. like, why is 35 an important anniversary? Ah. Like, just doing every five years or like, I will tell ah. you exactly why. Uh, you know, I remember it was, it was always like the first anniversary, the fifth, the like 25th and the 50th were like the only anniversaries that anyone ever celebrated. But then somebody was like, well, let's just put one out on the 20th. And a dump truck full of money pulled up to their house <laughs> and dumped bags of it. And they said, well, why don't we do it for the 30th and the 35th? So, yeah, every five years now we get it. You know, it's like I have the Akira 35th anniversary um, collection manga. And it's amazing. And I know that in uh, like another two years, they're going to do another one that's even more amazing and incredible. Yeah. So, yeah, hey, that's 35. 30. 35 is a, is a big milestone. It's the first time. Your knees hurt just from being alive. It's <laughs> the first time you can get a hangover from one drink. Like it's a, it's pretty this significant. Is, this all is right. all very but, true stuff. But the real hint is in if you go back to Nintendo two years ago, they said not only only are we creating games, but we are really leaning into our our um, into the nostalgia play and the history. Yep of our characters right and that's where you heard more about universal studios by the way there's a direct for the new uh universal studios uh, mario land thing uh this week uh and um or 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 many weeks ago depending on when (laughs) this is the the future we're in the we're living in the future now that's right uh but uh when they said that i think they looked at all their characters and they looked at the anniversaries too and i think that's why we got mario and like it's hard for me to believe that they would stop at Mario. I think Zelda is big enough for them to do it. Yeah. I, I, I do fully believe they will stop at Kid Icarus, though. Yes, they will not. <laughs> and, and Metroid, maybe Metroid, that's finally when we get the trilogy. Well, that's the next right? thing I wanted to talk about. Like, do you think we're going to see any sort of big fuss? Because as much as I love Metroid, and like I think everybody here loves Metroid, I don't think it's as huge 
of a, a phenomenon um, outside of like real hardcore Nintendo people. Frustrated. So, me, yeah. 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 But like, you know, Zelda, everybody knows Zelda. Everybody that's knows a- Mario. And everyone's like, oh, Metroid, that's that spaceman who, uh, who shoots. <laughs> but that's, a, that's like what's so frustrating is that. that- that's that's such a chicken and egg thing though because it's like they they don't celebrate it because they don't think it's big enough and um every year that goes by where there isn't a celebration people are like well i guess it's not that big like if they went all out next year and they're like hey metroid is awesome super metroid is a classic game the original metroid still holds up today the the remake of metroid 2 is fantastic um zero mission is phenomenal the guy talks too much in fusion, but it's good. Um, there's Federation, a lot of course, to... is Federation. We're not going to talk about the, the soccer kids game. Love that's it. Not <laughs> that's not, Metroid. it's not Metroid. Yeah. And the trilogy, right? Like there's a re yeah. and then they can go, Hey, look, we got hats. We got pins. We got shirts. We got the eggplant wizard. You know, we got yeah. everything going on. It's <laughs> going to be a great year. The famous, the famous <laughs> Metroid eggplant wizard. Um, I, I actually, I actually think they're, they're going to take Metroid more, more seriously. And one, Right, like going back to retro with development on this game, like they were going to farm it out and do what they did with Star Fox, right? Bring in an external team who, you know, they may be really passionate Metroid fans on that team, but it's not the same as having a tried and true in-house team or, you know, second party like like retro working on it. They went back to retro, which is probably not a cheap company to uh, develop games, right? Right. Compared to like a partnership with Namco Bandai. Um, No offense, Namco Bandai. Good job on Smash. Um, But... uh, I think they're they're going to go bigger with Metroid because when you look back at the history of Fire Emblem, Fire Emblem was this franchise that was huge in Japan, really passionate fans. You know, people loved the, the anime style around it, all of that, did always really well. They sometimes released Fire Emblems in the West, you know, like the, you know, they put it out on, uh, you know, post Super NES, you, you would see it on consoles, but it was never celebrated. It was never pushed. Now, Fire Emblem games are huge on 3DS. They, they got really big, and it was because they marketed the games. People discovered them, uh, obviously, you know, uh, loved the gameplay and, and, and really fell in love with that franchise. And now they're taking it so seriously, they're releasing a special edition for the original Famicom game, which right. you know, Seth is pulling out of his hat right now. <laughs> right there, they're actually publishing that in the U.S., and that is that was always a smaller franchise in the West than Metroid, and like right. I gotta believe Metroid is so like at the cusp of being. The no, you, I the never game. would have guessed that they would do a special edition for right. an ancient NES. And game. And it's so they, good! It's, it's so such good. an amazing collection. Do you mm-hmm. think that then we're gonna get the mythical, the fabled, the hushed whispers is, is when it's spoken about Metroid Prime trilogy for you Switch? So. I think I this think is the year. I think that's the anniversary. That that's the anniversary product we get. I think available. For, we're not going to get Metroid Prime Four this year uh, in 2021. We're not going to get it. Yeah, we're going to get it next year. The next totally year, agree. you yeah, think we'll get 2022? We'll get Metroid Prime Four for Christmas. Mm-hmm. Oh, I think that's maybe tree. even optimistic. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I think I predicted like 2027 or something oh. for Metroid Prime Four on the Switch Super Switch U. 2.0 <laughs> well like there i would i would love for them to switch and watch <laughs> i mean we have do we correct me if i'm wrong do we current we have super metroid on yes switch it is currently. on the snes yep. online yep. Uh, service and, and it's on your and, if you have a super nes classic and we have the original metroid yep uh we haven't but got the gba ones back we haven't got the gba ones and i'm, I'm wondering like if they bottleneck themselves with their whole, you know, um, online minus, you know, instead of virtual console approach where like they can't just put two GBA games on there without being like, Oh, the rest of you got to come. And we have a new tier and all this other stuff. Like, I wonder what happens with that. They could do a collection or they, I mean, look at game and watch, right? Like the, the, they had Mario on there virtual console replacement but they also put it out as a physical hardware product yeah. and I, I don't think rules apply to nintendo i think they'll do whatever <laughs> they want to do and they might give you two gba games in a package but by, by the way the gba metroids are so good they really are yeah yeah i have i have a copy uh, or no i don't what am i talking about i just have the game okay well thank disregard. you for <laughs> disregard disregard <laughs> so kid icarus trilogy confirmed for 2021 high definition remake of Oh, I'm sorry. I got sidetracked again. But regardless of whether you think we will or won't see what we've been talking about, I would like to hear what your 2021 Nintendo dreams 
are. Brian, what what is your 2021 Nintendo dream? Just reach for the stars on this one. Just reach go for real the crazy. Stars. Reach for the stars. I mean, I, I feel like we've covered um, uh, Zelda pretty well, like all the ports that we want and Metroid and stuff like that. Those are two of my favorite franchises to get at, get those out of the way. Yeah. Um, I would like a new 2D Mario game. Um, I don't know if we'll get one. I don't see the reason for them to make one because 3D World is going to sell like crazy and the 3D collection will sell like crazy until it turns into a pumpkin in April and disappears. Um, I know, it's so strange. Uh, and, and Mario Kart will keep selling, Smash will keep selling, but I would love a new 2D Mario game. Um, on top of that, I made a joke about Punch-Out before. That That is such an easy franchise oh my to God. just... Yeah, like to just yes. give us an, a new, you know, like the, the what we got for for the Nintendo Wii, like an so HD good. remaster of that game, a new oh. game entirely. Like it, it, it's such an easy win. People have such nostalgia for that franchise. I feel like it's, you know, it's ultimately like a 2D fighter, like not to diminish the work that goes into something like that. But this is not like people are asking for a 200 hour 3D open world RPG. Right. Like, <laughs> I think it's like you can you can put a small team behind that. God, yeah, that would be awesome. Actually, it's kind of how I'm playing that game. Um, no, you could you could put a small team behind that and like get some serious wins. I also like I really want to see them partner with more indie studios, and uh, I think that's the easiest way to get a bunch of like quick games out. Uh, I feel like if you partner with a, like a, a small studio and you made a new F Zero and a new Metroid and a new Mar, you know, like stuff like that, like even a new Kid Icarus, like there's there's room to partner with. Uh, you know, like Yacht Club and do something yeah. really cool or partner with, um, you know, who's the, is it Shinin that makes the, like the, like really so, awesome looking, yeah, the racing games and stuff like that. Yeah. That and I want Pikmin 4. I really oh, want Pikmin God. 4. God. Yeah. Not to, not to say everything, but. <laughs> you just mentioned every single game. Yeah. Well, I want to make it to I said for reach for the stars and Brian reached. I did. He almost I burned did. his fingers on those big supernovas the, up the there. Pikmin you know, go to space. Fine. The ones you didn't say is what you're going to get. You're going to get a new Mario Party, <laughs> and you're going to get Splatoon 2, uh, Splatoon uh, 3. That's I, don't true. Know. I, look, I, I love Splatoon, so I'm happy if it comes back. But feels like the that's the sort of cadence they have with Splatoon games. Mm. Yeah. Like a summer release or something. Tom, what are your Nintendo dream, Your Nintendo pipe dreams? Oh, like Mario. Get it? Um, I'd like a new, my, my pipe dream for Nintendo for a long time that I've kind of made peace with at this point that will not happen, no. uh, which is, it's fine. I've, like I said, I've made peace is a new Kirby game that is both weird and hard. So yeah, like, I, that's not going to happen. Something like canvas curse, right? Oh, okay. Where like that game is not a cakewalk and is also like a strange kirby game and i oh, like would kirby i would love like. to see them do something like that <laughs> kirby roguelike did you say yes i mean careful there because the copyability really does set it up for a good roguelike format oh. so so you want a realistic down-to-earth kirby that's completely off the wall and swarming with magic robots. <laughs> yes, basically. Could you imagine All if right. they went to if they went to like a roguelike developer, like an indie studio, dude, and said, "Dude, here are all the Kirby characters. Make a bone hard Kirby roguelike." <laughs> they did it with Zelda. They oh, did man. literally that with Zelda. They gave Zelda yeah. to a roguelike, a hardcore hard roguelike developer, and they made a hardcore hard roguelike out of it. So, like. Yes. Crazier things have happened, but I will I will agree with Brian that I do want to see them. I'd love to see more indie Nintendo game crossovers with yeah. like developers I love. Like I know this is not happening and will probably not happen for any time soon. But like, dude, give Mario to the Celeste developers. Like, what would happen? Oh. You know? And they're, well, they're working- they couldn't jump for one thing. So <laughs> the Emoto owns exclusive rights to jumping. Mm, that's that's fair. But like th- they. Like they're working on something else. EXOK, they're they're developing whatever their next game is. They're working on it. They're having fun with it. So like they're not working with Nintendo. We know that for a fact. But like, man, what would happen if they were just like, our next 2D Mario game is going to be made by this the people who made Celeste? Like that would be yeah. in 
sane. And I'm not exactly hoping for that specifically because I know it's not going to happen. Oh, I, I specifically want that now. I want, I want, <laughs> I want them I'm, to delve into like Mario's subconscious and his depression and yeah. anxiety issues. Yeah. That like, honestly, he's Nobody been a, like he's, me. He's been doing this for a long time. He's probably got a lot to unpack. I want to hear about it. But yeah, like, it'd be so, so cool to get indie. Indian Nintendo franchise, you could have yeah. untitled Groot game. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Look how proud he is. He's so proud. Oh, of it's so, so good. It's so really good. It's good. Yeah, He's but... just that giant man just beating up that small British kid and stealing his glasses. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm so into it. Okay. So we'll I'm not necessarily hate. hoping for that in 2021 specifically, but I am hoping <laughs> I agree for more things like that. I hope Nintendo yeah. looked at Cadence of Hyrule and things like that and went, we should do more of this. Let's let's experiment more and we see more of that next year. Yeah, that's what I'm hoping. Yeah. And uh, pick four. four. And well, pick four, of course. I mean, my dream is that Breath of the Wild 2 actually comes out next year. I would oh, I would really, God. really like that. Yes. Um but I, I would love, you know, as a big fan, obviously, of F-Zero, I, I always want F-Zero to return, but you got to find the right death for it. And fortunately, Amusement Vision has been dissolved and they were so good at it. No, my dream is for, for Donkey Kong to return in a meaningful way. And like, mm-hmm. I love the Donkey Kong Country games, uh, you know, that Retro has done. They're really, really good. I talked at length about returning uh, to, to play it with my, my daughter in co-op and we absolutely loved it. And I would welcome another one. I really want to see them deliver on, on the promise, the unfulfilled promise of Donkey Kong 64 and create a like an open level game like a Mario, you know, Mario Odyssey with the Donkey Kong characters, with exploration and collection and all of that. And then with that same kind of focus on uh, homage to the original Donkey Kong games as seen in Super Mario Odyssey. Like if you remember the... Mario Odyssey Donkey Kong stuff was so freaking that good. Was it was amazing. Amazing, right? It was now, by that joy. applied to classic Donkey Kong and Donkey Kong Country would be just that would be my dream for next year. By by Donkey Kong characters, you mean Donkey, Diddy, <laughs> maybe Funky, Cranky, and Candy, right? None of the like Dixie, Trixie, no. Lanky, Donkey, whatever, all those <laughs> no. guys. Like, because it, it falls I, I, apart. It kind of falls apart. Okay. I want the vine crocodiles from Donkey Kong Jr. And that's it for enemies. They're great. They're really good. Go up and down, and that's the entire game. I think between them and Eggplant Wizard, it's gonna be a huge, huge 2021. (laughs) Big 2021. Honestly, like give me Mario as the villain in the next Donkey Kong game. (laughs) Yeah. He's just mucking stuff up. (laughs) You know what the monkey paw version of this is gonna be, right? Donkey Kong math. Donkey Paw, actually. (laughs) Yeah. It's gonna be uh it's gonna be my my classic pitch that I am still waiting for happening, which is the return of Donkey Konga on Switch, where the Joy-Con are little bongos that you yep. play with your thumbs. Because <laughs> I want it more than anything else in this world. Donkey I think Thumba. Just, just in time for us all to get back on airplanes again, get on yeah. <laughs> Dude, oh, it would God. be so good. Little Take a couple of red eyes, wake up the, the seats around you. What was that indie game where you have to slash the enemies on the screen? I forgot. Um, oh, uh, Fruit Ninja? No. No, no, it was uh, it was like a um it was like an exploration game. Anyway, I played that on an on the airplane and my oh. seat neighbor got so mad at me. <laughs> He's like staring at me. I'm like, oh sorry. And I'm like, you're shaking the seat. I was on a I was on a red eye flight next to this like seven foot tall man who was playing a Tiger Woods game on an iPad Pro where you had to do this to make the ball like and he was yep. just sitting there and he's like oh and our entire plane was shaking we're like, oh my god <laughs> so don't do that don't do that no. uh, you know there's another big anniversary in 2021 25 years of Super Mario RPG. Yay! Ooh. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, I don't I still own that game. Know if they would bother to do anything with that one, though. Probably I mean, not. put put it on SNES Online. It's missing. yeah, like, but it's who, on I it's mean, on the SNES Mini, right? It's developed by Square, published by Nintendo with Nintendo IP, and I wonder if there's some weird like rights issues that they have to sort of jump through with that one. I, or well, the I funny thing is, I don't think so. The funny thing is, and whether this is just um, coincidence or part of this, is that, you know, people were calling for Geno in Smash for so long. And 
then when they just added now that they're adding Sephiroth, they're also adding like Tifa and Barrett as me costumes. And then one of the me costumes they're adding is Gino. I know. So that confirms him as not a character, but also that does seem kind of interesting that they finally add him when they're adding other square characters, right? Like whether that's coincidence or not, I don't know. I've, I haven't given up on that one. And I feel like probably square once in a while looks at their catalog and says, how come we don't do that instead of, you know, like bravely default, but obviously they want to own their own IP too. Uh, but I think it's much more likely that we'll get this from our friend, Davide from Ubisoft. Yes, yes. Right? I was like, going to say the exact same thing. Yeah, because they did such a nice job. Um, I, I mean, I would, I would love to see that game return. It'd be probably impossible for Yubi to remake a Square Enix Nintendo collaboration, <laughs> uh, but they could maybe do that. They, they could do Super Mario RPG two for Nintendo. Yeah. And, and I, I bet feel, they, I bet he would totally have pitched that, don't you think? Oh God, yeah. And you, yeah. I mean, you, you just know he loves that game. Like, yep. and I think, I think that like him and his studio would do a phenomenal job with it too. Yeah. Um, and yeah, you are referencing the uh, the uh, developer for the Mario and Rabbids. Thank you, Mario and Rabbids. Yeah. yeah, Mario and the Rabbit people. I couldn't remember the name That's of right. it. it Which <laughs> Seth, if you haven't played it, no, it of course I have now. played it. It's okay, wonderful. It's Parker, my uh, son, loves absolutely loves that game. Yeah. And I'm glad that Brian that you reminded me that Super Mario RPG is on the SNES Classic because I forgot entirely right. it was on there, and I need to plug that bad boy in and go revisit yep. some uh, some Super NES games. There's game also there's there's two other uh, big anniversaries: 25 years of Shadows of the Empire for the Ooh, Nintendo 64. There you go. I mean, I picked that in a previous episode as a yeah. remake. I would love to see from Blue Point. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. Something tells me that anniversary is going to go by pretty Nobody. pretty quietly. Nobody. I know it's as though they don't have any interest in Star Wars anymore. It's, I mean, they've well, got this free it's property. It's also LucasArts no longer existing. So oh, wow. Limited Run Games did a like special edition collector's thing for it like a year ago, which came with a cart and everything. Um, so that's probably the closest you're going to get to a professional celebration for that not great game that we also really, really enjoy. Because yeah, we're they had some great parts but yes. overall it was yes. it was yep. a little bit too disparate between the the parts and pieces mm-hmm. one more anniversary 30 years <laughs> of one of the most legendary nintendo entertainment system games of all time uh it cost 199 when it released and of course i am talking about action 52 your official home of cheetahman yeah yes that? yeah you, action... you're not familiar with the cheetahman no. i know about uh, the cheetahman the action 52 is a famous most of there's uh 52 games on there uh 51 of them are unfinished or unplayable <laughs> it costs they're all unlicensed and the big selling point was the cheetahmen who were uh, envisioned to sort of replace the teenage mutant ninja turtles in children's uh pop oh. culture collective consciousness so when you still they're still working on it it's a long plan it's like cheetah the animal but it's yep. pronounced like die hard die hardman uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yo, what? What are you? Cheetahman. Die Hardman. <laughs> Is it like Herman? Hardman. Satoman. <laughs> where do you stare, it's like store all this information? Who? Me? Yeah. Like yeah, these maybe. incredible Infinite. facts about Cheetahman and Action 50. T- like, I, it's I, just impressive. Dude, he lives, he like, lives in Maine. He doesn't have to deal with yeah. that, that busy, blustery city life, you know, with all yeah. that noise and stuff like that. Yeah. He, gets, he can dil- distill down the quiet and the trees and the oh. snow. And then it's plenty of room in the brain for, for spacious relaxation like and meditation. Sounds like you're not familiar with Maine, my friend. They have pet <laughs> cemeteries, zombies, cars that kill people and rebuild themselves. That's um, true. No, I, I, empires. I made Maine a Stephen King travel show there with, with Seth. I know all that about it. true. That was a there good time. Go. Yeah, yeah. one of the best days of my life. Seth, Seth Macy was- picked me up in his Waluigi car um, <laughs> listening to Wu-Tang. That was a wonderful day. <laughs> that was, a, that was a, such a trip. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, best. I don't think we're going to see the Action Fifty Two uh, huh? remake. No, that we deserve. <laughs> no, but that's that's Seth, only the, only you know about the Action Fifty. That is not true. I feel like ten years ago it was sort of like one of those those touchstones that people like were yes. were talking about on Major on message boards. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. you know, to 
if you were into sort of retro disasters, uh, okay. it, I think maybe actually, maybe actually Sean Baby was one of the ones who sort of brought it to the to the God, to the forefront. But yeah, just to make fun of it because it's. I was a uh, I was on a, a conference call with the heads of first four figures the other day, and they said they're doing not only the eggplant wizard in, in like a six foot tall statue for homes, oh, but also man. all all four or five I don't remember of the Cheetahmen. So, That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, there's going to be Galileo and um, whatever. <laughs> Copernic- whatever Copernicus. <laughs> this this story is not true. No, no that like, is not true, dude. There was there was a significant pedal to the metal in the '90s to like outpace the Ninja Turtles. Like the, that's yeah. how we got all this. Like we got Spiro the Shark, the and oh my biker God. mice from Mars, and <laughs> oh yeah, the Sewer yeah. Sharks. The biker no. mice racing game on Super Nintendo is great. So you know, is it? It's actually really fun. When's its birthday? <laughs> <laughs> well, look for the return of Cheetahman in 2021. You heard it here first. Uh, all right, we've got some questions, some some year end questions and comments. Uh, we went to the I went to the Facebook group and I asked, "What do you think? What do you think the Nintendo future is going to be? Do you have any questions for us?" So, just Justin Belinsky asks. Has Nintendo abandoned the full fat Nintendo Directs, or do you think they may resume once these develop once development ramps up after the pandemic? Also, will we see a new original 2D Zelda game on Switch? First part of the question: I absolutely think the pandemic was 100 percent the reason we didn't get like a big um direct this year. I mean, they nobody could go anywhere or or do anything. Uh mm-hmm. it's a long year. So yeah, I'm I'm fairly confident that we're gonna see the return of those. Um does anyone have yeah, anything I'm actually, that? I'm not so sure. I, I really? think that, yeah, I think that having smaller, you know, kind of shorter, more compartmentalized things uh, spread out more throughout the year is better for them uh, momentum wise. And it's easier for them to convey messaging on a whole bunch of different things. Oh, that's things. true. Um, I, I, I think they'll yeah. do quarterly directs. Like, look, they, they just did an, an, an indie one again, right? So mm-hmm. when they have product coming to the system, they're eager to announce it and they spent the time to put these together. I just, think they had nothing right like they had they just <laughs> uh, didn't have a lot of games this year from like at the kind of top tier level once we we got past the the beginning of the year um, and and so also critically the timing of those games was in flux and unsure because of the pandemic right yeah so the broken up directs allowed them to be more flexible timing wise but i agree i think Maybe we will see more of these individual directs, but I think we will also see a return to bigger ones in some way. Yeah. Yeah. And I think Zelda, fair. 2D Zelda, uh, I I think we'll see a return of a 2D Zelda game for the anniversary for sure, or them pushing it. I have a hard time believing they'll make another one. They just did Link's Awakening, right? And Breath of the Wild is the next big one. And they Link's, did Cadence too. Yeah. yeah, Link's Awakening sold amazingly well. So I have a feeling what you will see is that engine hopefully optimized so it doesn't hiccup as much running uh, Oracle of Ages and Oracle of Seasons. That would be oh, that would super, be really super cool. cool. That would be that's, super cool. That's an easy win, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Daniel Griffin wants to know, are we done with Wii U ports? And the answer is yes, because there's nothing left. No. <laughs> what? Wind Waker. Everything over. There's, Wind there's Waker, any, more, and, right? any, NES Remix. I want those. Oh, really, NES Remix would be Those are awesome. so slept on. Yeah. Yeah. And we never got that Super NES remix that we all thought was coming. Yeah, Nintendo Land is still sitting there. Um, Nintendo Land, I think, are the biggest. Is very underrated. I'm sure we'll get Switch Sports Resort eventually with like little pilot wings pieces and stuff that (sighs) they can port parts over. Uh, But there's not a lot left. That is true. Yeah, yeah. I I realized yesterday that the Switch is technically the Wii U classic because all the games that were on Wii U are (laughs) available on the Nintendo Switch. (laughs) So. Uh, he also wants to know: Do you think we'll get we'll get 3DS ports like Ever Oasis and Fantasy Life? Ever Oasis, I'm not as familiar with. Fantasy Life, I know, is really well liked, though, so I wouldn't yeah. count that one out entirely. Yeah, I feel like we'd be more likely to see new entries um, mm. in those game series than we would to see like the ports uh, on the 3DSs. But who knows? They uh, they've ported 2DS, 3DS, or excuse me, DS and T- 3DS games with the uh, Mega Man Zero Collection, and that was awesome. And it was yep. very fun to play. And yeah, I but it a lot. 
I totally agree with you. It's great, but also like those were games not necessarily designed specifically for the DS, right? No, yeah, like, I, don't, I don't think we've seen a ton of 3DS ports to Switch like wholesale, right? Like maybe I'm wrong about that. Maybe they're just no, not- just like the stuff like the world ends with you, things like that. Right, we've right. Seen, but we haven't seen like Nintendo's big mainline titles. And like a lot of those were designed around the two screen and the touch screen stuff, yeah. which you can do on the Switch, but there's always like an asterisk and it's always not mm-hmm. ideal. It's not like the Wii U where the graphics aren't that far removed. From the Switch, <laughs> yeah. Right, like 3DS, <laughs> you got to do a lot more work. Yeah. Very low res games when they run on the, the system. So I, I think they'll go back and, and go back to Game Boy and 3DS games and bring them over. But I don't think it's going to be like a like like the Wii U. Yeah, I'm yeah. still holding out hope and dreams that they'll build some sort of peripheral that you can just pop right in there and throw in your, your 3DS or, or DS games, play yep. them on your Switch. But <laughs> that, that should have done that in the Nintendo Dreams segment. I'm sorry, everybody. I failed you. Carl DeNovio wants to know, where the hell is Bayonetta 3? <laughs> That's exact. Brian said it best. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Good question. There were, there were five year five years between the first one and the second one, and obviously the some of the delay was caused by you know having to find a new publisher and all of that and financing. It is it has been a long time, right? Like we're gonna look at six seven years probably between uh, the latest one. Um, yeah. Yeah. I have no idea. It's been really really quiet, which means that'll probably be a big one next year, right? Oh, that's maybe that's also true. That's Bayonetta uh, three is hanging out with Breath of the Wild two and Pikmin four and right. Metroid Prime four and all Just those other their arms crossed. Hmm. Yeah. yeah, I don't think so. No, <laughs> not the Ryu, not this year. Timmy Bar, I don't want to go out. <laughs> it's cold and everybody's wearing masks. <laughs> Timmy Bar has. This is not a question, but this is Timmy. I said I. My main accent just came through there so bad. I'm Timmy Bar. Timmy Bar. This is not a question, but a Nintendo dream. Just building off Starlink, but ditching the failed Toys to Life concept. Will Nintendo give us the real open world Star Fox game we so desperately need? I think uh, Starlink is an absolutely charming little yeah. game that got completely buried. I think, you know, in, if it had come out in two years from now instead of when it did, because there's just enough bad stigma. You know, parents were going into a store and they see a new thing and they're like, we've got a drawer full of Skylanders that my kids haven't touched. We've yep. got a, you know, and so the Toys to Life thing was still a little bit too fresh in everybody's mind. But I played this game at E3 uh, 2018. I was like, wow, this is super fun. Uh, my son has it, loves it, plays it all the time. Um, Will that open the door for that open world Star Fox game? Well, probably not. I one thing I think is pretty clear. The linear on rails space shooter genre is dead yeah like i don't like honestly if as as a developer as a publisher thinking about what game you will do next you could do all these you have all these franchises to work with all these game types to work with this is guaranteed to not sell as much as many other franchises many other game types you could do right like we've seen this with failed attempts to bring back panzer dragoon all of that Mm. um I don't think it's the end of the Star Fox franchise. Like I could see them going back to like Dinosaur Planet, Star Fox Adventures, set like a character-driven game. I could I could see them go to something like that and then have flying segments built in. But like uh Starlink also didn't do well, right? Like that was an open world flying vehicle game. Like it's just, you know, outside of Star Wars, it doesn't seem like people want to play these games. Can I can I add a caveat to to your statement of the on rails space shooter yep. is dead. Asterix in 3D. I think mm-hmm. you could make a classic Star Fox game that is like top down Ikaruga bullet <laughs> hell style. Ooh. And it would be amazing. I that think would be really cool. Oh, man. With the right developer. That's a great idea. That's super fun. That and that's one of those wonderful ideas that I put out in the world, and then now we have to live with the fact that knowing it could happen and never will. Um, but also, yeah, like the, the, I'm sorry. Yeah. Starlink. I think what Starlink did, it was a very fun game for sure. I think what it did more than anything else is cemented the idea that Ubisoft knows how to handle Nintendo's major, uh, like 
series is with right. respect and really well and treating them like elevating them in an interesting way while not just doing what nintendo would do like i think ubisoft has really proven itself to be able to handle like the Star Fox stuff was like the best part of that game to a certain yeah. extent the and toys it was- held it back though you know like right. yeah it was an interesting concept it tried to do a lot of things like be Star Fox be an original IP and then also be a Toys to Life product. And I, I mm-hmm. wish I wish it had just been a Nintendo collaboration to make a Star Fox open world game yeah. and like put it in the hopper for another year and, and release it jointly. Yeah, the, the toys kind of clouded the message on that. I really enjoyed the game on Switch with, you know, Star Fox in it, but I never messed with the toys at all. Yeah. Like, and I didn't feel like I needed so to. Good. They it are is, really cool. If you're interested. And they're like three dollars. You could buy every toy mm-hmm. that they've made at your local GameStop. They have yeah, or the stickers check- are actually two inches tall from having so many, you know, ten percent off, twenty percent off. Yeah, it's, it's a sad, sad thing. But uh, thanks everyone for the questions. Uh, we are done for two thousand and twenty. That was it. This has been a lot of fun. I appreciate my super uh, super family com. And all the Super Nintendos. Ooh, listen, super Family Com. What you got? You just throw a new one in at the end of the year. Haven't we suffered enough? You got. Oh, sorry, Esther, you weren't on the last show, and everyone was real, real angry about uh, that one. Yeah. So. Seth was being a real giant disc system. <laughs> <laughs> Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk turned traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available.